0: Hello everyone, welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience-sharing article entitled, Going Forward, Amidst Tribulations, by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on September 17, 2023. I am now 57 years old. I have practiced Falun Dafa since 1995, and I have encountered various tribulations and tests during my 28 years of cultivation and under Master's compassionate protection, I have come through all of them without any real danger. I grew up in a poor family and married a man who was 20 years older than me, despite my family's strong objections. I worked diligently to raise our three children. My husband was short-tempered and erratic. We fought constantly, and I lost all affection for him. Falun Dafa was introduced to my village when I was twenty-nine, and I started to cultivate right away. At that time, we only had the book Fallen Gong. I enjoyed reading the book very much, but I did not know how to meditate. My legs were not level when I was sitting in the half-lotus position, let alone in the full-lotus position. When Juan Falun was later published... I studied the Fa diligently, meditated and cultivated. I gave up playing mahjong and other bad habits. I seized every free moment to practice the sitting meditation. I weighed my legs down with a bag of rice and was able to meditate in the half lotus position. Through continuous Fa study and practice, I was finally able to sit in the full lotus position in May of 1996. For my first three years as a practitioner, my husband created a lot of trouble for me. He often cursed at me and was opposed to my studying the FA. I endured all of this with tears and resentment, thinking of everything I'd given up for him and how he still had the nerve to treat me like this. At that point, I wouldn't have cared if he died. It was at this point that Master enlightened me with a dream. I dreamt one day that my husband died and his spirit came to me. He said he still had a debt to settle with me and started to take his revenge. Terrified, I cried out to Master saying, Master, please help me. When I shouted this for the third time, a Taoist appeared in front of me and said, You owe him so much that if he dies, you cannot succeed in cultivation. I then begged Master to bring him back to life so that I could pay this debt and complete my cultivation. I woke up and it was already time for morning exercises. I understood that I needed to repay this karmic debt to my husband. From then on, I no longer held any resentment toward him. He saw the changes in me as well, and he knew it was Falun Dafa that had changed me for the better. Zhang Zemin launched the brutal persecution of Falun Dafa in July of 1999, and dozens of practitioners from my area went to the provincial government to appeal. The police had set up security checkpoints in order to intercept practitioners. Only five of us ended up making it to the Provincial Appeals Office. When I got home on July 20th, my husband didn't even ask me where I had been. In the winter of 1999, an official from the city government called me and another practitioner and asked us to come in for a meeting. I told myself that this would be a test. When we were brought there in the evening, I saw that more than ten other practitioners were already there. Our mayor was in attendance and said that Falun Gong, also called Falun Dafa, was a cult. They gave each of us a piece of paper and instructed us to write a statement promising to give up Falun Gong. Those of us who refused to write the statement were illegally detained at the police station. It was raining and cold, and we sat in our cell all night. Police from the 610 office checked in on us several times. The next day, the police chief interrogated us. He called me in and asked me three times, Are you going to practice? I replied three times, I will absolutely practice. After this, we were sent to the county detention center, which was illegal. That winter was bitterly cold, and they ordered me to take off my shoes. My fellow practitioners and I persisted in reading and memorizing the Fa and doing the exercises every day. We talked to the other inmates about Dafa and the persecution. One inmate borrowed Hong Yin and memorized Master's poems. The Chinese New Year was approaching. My husband and fellow practitioners came to the police station to demand my release. An instructional officer led them to the detention center and called us out of our cell. The instructor said, I'm letting you go home today on the condition that you will write a statement saying, you will stop practicing Falun Gong. My husband knew that I would never change my mind, so he said, You're talking about writing the statement again. It's New Year's Eve, and the children are alone at home. She is locked in prison, only because you want her to sign this statement, not because she has broken any law. The instructor had to let us leave. In 2014, my husband passed away. In 2015, I agreed to take care of my then 14-month-old grandson, and when he was two years old, his maternal grandma took him for a couple of days so that I could help hand out Dafa flyers. The first day went well, but on the second day, someone reported us and we found ourselves surrounded by five policemen. Master's poem, What to Fear, from Hong Yin Tu, came into my mind. Quote, What's to fear? Should you have fear, it will seize upon you. If thoughts are righteous, evil will collapse. The cultivator's mind is loaded with fa. Send righteous thoughts, and rotten demons explode. Gods walk the earth, validating the fa. Unquote. With Master's words in mind, I wasn't afraid. They took my bag and drove us to the county police station. They found our pamphlets, Dotham amulets, and a list of people who had agreed to quit the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, and its affiliated organizations in the past two days. The police asked where I got the materials, but I didn't answer them directly, and I said my grandson was with his maternal grandma today, so I had time to hand out pamphlets and tell people about the persecution of Falun Gong. An officer asked me, what do you tell them? I said, I talk to anyone I run into. I address them respectfully and ask if they'd like to read about Falun Gong. I tell them that Falun Gong has been persecuted and the self-immolation on Tiananmen Square was staged. If they say yes, I give them a flyer. Otherwise, I don't. The officer took out a sheet of paper and said, Sign it, and I'll send you back to your village. I said, I want to see what's written on it. I saw the words, Disturbing social order and distributing cult materials and detention for 15 days. I said, Falun Gong is not a cult. The officer said, What is it then? I said, Falun Gong is a righteous practice. He challenged me, saying, Would you dare to write what you had just said on this form? I wrote neatly on the sheet, Falun Gong is not a cult. Falun Gong is a righteous practice. He took it and went to the 610 office. Three hours later, he came back and told us to sign another paper, saying that they would take us home afterward. I looked at it and saw that 15 days was changed to 13 days, but the rest of the form was the same, so I refused to sign it. The officer said, you have to sign it today, no matter what. I was determined not to sign it. Then someone else came in and signed it for me. I said, your signature doesn't count. It is not legal. Thus, we were illegally detained. I refused to cooperate during our detention. I refused to wear their uniform or follow their commands in the field assembly. The guards told me to stand on the side and not to affect the others. After the assembly, we all did the Falun Gong exercises in our cell. The director saw us doing the exercises one day. He walked in with the other two inmates holding a metal rod and roaring. Who told you to do the exercises? I ignored him and finished doing exercise one. They hit me on my left shoulder with the metal rod, and I heard a loud bone-cracking sound. I said, It's against the law for police to hit people. The director said, So sue me. I said, I will as soon as I get out. He then became quiet. He came and found me again the next day. He said, I have read Juan Falun. None of you are bad people, but this is my job. He sounded regretful. From then on, no one bothered me if I did the exercises, memorized the fa, or sent forth righteous thoughts. I clarified the truth and successfully persuaded several inmates to quit the CCP and its organizations. A fellow practitioner and I were studying the Fa at another village in 2017, when suddenly the village party secretary and several police officers broke in and took all of the Dafa books and master's portrait. They asked me, where are you from? I said, nearby. The village party secretary said, she's not from my village. I told him which village and my name. The person in charge said, it's you again. If you studied Buddhism, no one would bother you. I said, I will continue practicing Falun Gong for the rest of my life. They wanted to take us to the police station. I said, we did not break any law. Citizens have freedom of belief. They said, we want to go to your house and have a look and then they forced us into the car. I asked Master to strengthen us, and we sent forth righteous thoughts in the vehicle all the way. When we arrived at my village, two officers went to the other practitioner's house, and two went to my house. One officer started to search my house, while the other was standing next to me. The first officer took two Dafa books, two copies of Ming Wei Weekly, and a copy of Master's new article from my desk and held them in his hands. I said, Juan Falun guides my cultivation. I have to read it every day. You cannot take it. The officer standing next to me said, Forget it. I immediately took back the two Dafa books from the other officer's hands. I asked them, Would you like some water? They said, No. Let's have a chat. I then realized that they had come here to listen to the truth. I told them that Falun Gong teaches people to cultivate their hearts and minds, to improve their own morality, to conduct themselves according to truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and it has miraculous effects of healing and improving people's health. I told them that Zhang Zemin was using them to persecute Falun Gong and would use them as scapegoats one day when the truth came out. I also told them that it would be good for them and their families to stop persecuting Dafa practitioners. I talked the entire time. They listened and did not interrupt. When I finished, they left. My neighbor came and said, I thought they were going to take you away again. I thought to myself, Master has a say in everything. I am not good at clarifying the truth. I always teamed up with another practitioner, and I was in charge of sending forth righteous thoughts while she did the talking. I could do it by myself today because Master helped me. During my 28 years of cultivation, I've experienced all kinds of tribulations and pain in the process of letting go of attachments. I've passed some tests well and performed poorly during others. Compared to my fellow practitioners, I am still far behind. Going forward, I will be strict with myself, do the three things well, and remove all of my attachments.
1: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled My Understanding About Resentment by a Fallen Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on July 16, 2023. Resentment is an attachment particularly harmful to a cultivator. An attachment a cultivator has to cultivate away. Resentment can be obvious or hidden. The level of resentment varies from time to time and from person to person. It can act alone to make trouble or disturb our hearts along with other attachments. It is a huge taboo for Dafa cultivators. It is also a common and stubborn attachment that must be recognized and relinquished. I have read articles and insights by fellow practitioners on the Mingwei website about resentment and would like to share some of my own insights. Part 1, The Cause of Resentment Master taught us in Lecture 1 of Juan Fallen. Quote, Yet as the number of lives increases, a collective form of social relations develops, in which some people may develop selfishness, and gradually their level will drop. Unquote. My understanding is that resentment comes directly from the fundamental nature of selfishness in the old cosmos. Both non-cultivators and cultivators have it. I understand that as soon as a being develops selfishness, resentment, they will begin to fall down no matter how high their realm was. They will keep falling if they allow their selfishness, resentment, to continue to grow. That selfish, resentful mindset is stronger in people who were born and grew up in China due to the influence of Communist Party culture, which is composed of hatred and all kinds of bad things in the lower universe. Hate is the core driving force of the Communist regime's philosophy of struggle. The manipulation by the Communist specter further augmented the vice in the hearts of the Chinese people, causing them to constantly fight with each other in the pursuit of fame, fortune, and power. Part 2. Intertwined with Other Attachments Resentment doesn't exist alone. It has a strong connection with envy, jealousy, grievances, hatred, and the sense of unfairness, contempt for others, competitiveness, and being full of oneself. Take myself as an example. When I was provoked, I would see many of these attachments appearing in me all at once. I could not identify the main one or where it came from. Analyzing it further, I realized that there are different levels and intensities of resentment. Minor complaints and grumbling are the primary manifestations of the resentful mind. Anything I didn't like about someone might lead me to think, why is he so careless and reckless? That is already a manifestation of resentment. If I allow it to develop, it will soon develop into a contentious mindset. This is closely related to the party's philosophy of struggle. Influenced by that philosophy, a person will not allow anyone to point out their shortcomings and will think that they are being treated unfairly, leading to unresolvable gaps among practitioners. All of this is detrimental to the overall harmony of the group. Part 3. Transcend the Victim Mentality The most serious side effect of resentment is that it will prevent one from having compassion this is a serious problem for Dafa disciples. Master told us in Non-Omission in Buddha Nature from Essentials for Further Advancement, quote, From now on, whatever you do, you should consider others first, so as to attain the righteous enlightenment of selflessness and altruism. Unquote. One pressing question for all practitioners being persecuted in China is how we should view our relationship with the perpetrators. Some have said that we shouldn't see ourselves as victims or that the police are persecuting us. Rather, we are here to save them, and they are the ones to receive salvation. If we can cultivate away our resentment we will be able to have an open-minded, transcendent attitude toward the perpetrators who behave so wickedly. With solid understanding on the basis of the Fa. we will not have grudges against them or hate our persecutors, but will manifest great compassion to save them, as they are the ones who are in true danger. Part 4 Eliminating resentment. How can we eliminate resentment in ourselves? We should pay attention to our every single thought. Resentment usually follows a predictable course. It might start with impatience, annoyance, and being upset, none of which are a right mindset anyway. Next, resentment might appear along with other attachments. Whenever we notice the attachment related to resentment, it's a reminder that we need to work on our hearts then and there. We should also proactively eliminate any thoughts and ideas that deviate from the fa, and routinely cleanse our field and thoughts while sending forth righteous thoughts. Next, we should reinforce our main consciousness we should not be easily affected by what others do, by our own notions or by interference from other dimensions. As long as we handle everything with righteous thoughts, our resentment will be eliminated. The final and most important thing is to learn the Fa well. Because from drive out interference from The Essentials of Diligent Progress to Quote, the fa can break all attachments. The fa can destroy all evil. The fa can shatter all lies. And the fa can strengthen righteous thoughts. Unquote